Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I reveal the power of your heart to create leadership impact and cultivate confidence for the life you want. I'm your host, Glyn Bailey, and as a corporate finance leader, executive coach, entrepreneur, and author, I know all too well the challenges that prevent female leaders from claiming their seat at the table. In this podcast, I talk all things to do with self-leadership, sharing stories, insights, and guidance on how to ultimately get out of your own way to live a life in alignment with who you are. When you begin to see the impact that you can have, no matter where you are starting on your journey, life becomes one huge adventure. I'm so excited that you are sharing your journey to Unstoppable with me. So let's dive right in. Hello and welcome as we fast approach Christmas and many of us want to wind down and switch off from the year that we've had. Before we do so, I want to encourage us to think about how we're going to set up ourselves for success in 2021. Now, when all of us started 2020, I'm pretty confident that nobody imagined 2020 will be the year that we've just had. And the majority of us are feeling tired, fatigued, exhausted, ready for a break, ready to switch off. And I feel the same, definitely, definitely ready for that time to rest and recharge the batteries. One of the things I've been doing since I left my corporate career, and I think it's something that I really wish I had discovered many, many, many moons ago whilst I was still in corporate, and that was actually planning for my own personal success. Whilst in my corporate career, I had various objective setting sessions, we did various budgeting and forecasting sessions and strategy sessions for the business. And whilst most of that focus was very much about what could I do in terms of my own development of my career, I don't think I ever really looked at my life holistically whilst I was in my corporate career. I never did a planning session for me that solely focused on my life, my world, what did I want, how was I going to live it and what would make it a success. And one of the interesting things is in the, in the last three years since I've left my corporate career, it's one of the things that I found most valuable for me to do. One, perhaps because I don't have the, uh, the same structure in place uh, that I did in my corporate career to allow for the fact that there was so much planning and structure within that environment that perhaps the energy to then put that level of structure in place in my personal life wasn't that desirable. However, what I found is it's one of the most valuable exercises that I can do each year, which is to to set my plan up for the year ahead so that I've got real clarity and focus about what I want to achieve, how I want to be measuring the success of my year, and ultimately to give me some clear focus for where I'm going to be directing my energy in the year ahead. And I love this quote by Carl Jung, which says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And when I think about my life, it certainly feels that that's how I've allowed it to roll up until recently, where things would flow, I would call it fate, that would be what would happen. But the reality was I was unconsciously manoeuvring through my life without any level of clear intention and focus to create the the life I wanted to create by design on my terms and to start directing it more consciously so that I could be the master of my future rather than let fate decide. 
And when I think about what, what are the key questions I ask my coaching clients when they first sign up with me, one of the core questions I ask my clients is, if you were 90 years old, looking back on your life, how would you know you have lived it successfully? And it's one of the core questions I ask because it anchors us to a vision of the future that we want to create, not around accomplishments, not around material assets, not around here are all of these wonderful things I've accumulated, but very much about who am I being and how would I measure the success of my life in the way I've shown up as an individual human and how did I want to be perceived by myself, my family, my friends, others and is what I'm doing every day aligning me to that vision of the future being that I wanted to allow myself to be remembered as when I'm 90 years old looking at my life or when I've passed over and how people will remember me. Now that's not a morbid way of looking at your life, it very much is focused on anchoring you to the truth of what matters. Many of us spend much of our lives chasing titles, identity, salaries, promotions, material assets, whether that be homes, cars, beautiful belongings for our for our home clothes apparel whatever it might be we can easily spend an inordinate amount of time chasing for things that ultimately we know at the end of our time are not necessarily going to be the measure of success that we would anchor to at our deepest level of ourselves so ever since i've left my corporate career i've certainly been focused on how do i take on board the reflections and learnings from the year that has just passed and then what do I do in terms of setting myself up for success for the year ahead and when I think about that what I look at doing is an annual review and at the end of this uh, episode and in the show notes you'll be able to download my annual review template that I use to help me get more clarity on how my year has unfolded and what I want to do for the year ahead. But in essence, if I was to describe it to you so that you can get an essence on this from this podcast, what I'm doing is looking at how my year unfolded by quarters. So I take each of the the four quarters of the year and allow myself to look at what were the core memories that I had over that time period? What did I achieve in those quarters? What were the major moments of my life that I can recall now that I'm at the end of it looking back? And why I do it by quarters is it allows me to understand how the year unfolded and what I was dealing with at key points in time. Now, in January to March this year, most of us were hit with corona and the reality of many of our worlds changed. So being able to have that major moment marked and the memories and the milestones that then followed that, it gives context to the year that that started and it gives context to how each of those quarters that I navigated had unfolded with with that reality that had set the scene for the new year at that time. Then what I look at is ultimately once I've captured all of the key moments what I'm looking at is what are my reflections and learnings and the key the key things that I look at is ultimately around what I've achieved but not only around what I've achieved what were the moments that made my heart smile What were the things that got in the way? And what did I ultimately learn about myself through 2020 that allowed me to then be the person that I am today? And who will I be taking forward into the new year? 
And by doing that, what it allows me to do is not just look at what the goals were and where I achieved them or where I might have fallen short. What it's allowed me to also look at are other other more moments, intangible moments perhaps, where it's you haven't got a specific thing to show for the time spent, but the feelings that you experience, like when I talk about what makes my heart smile, it's the the little moments my my small puppy makes me laugh and the silly things he does and that's not necessarily an accomplishment for myself but it's the moments that actually matter for me and it's having a look at those moments in the course of the year to say okay which were the moments that made my heart smile and therefore how did my year unfold with those moments included and acknowledged in them then what I look at is what I call the heart of life and Many of you will have heard this described as the wheel of life, um, but as you know, with the work that I do, everything is centered around heart, being the heart of human, looking at my heart, heart self-leadership framework, and therefore it seems timely for me that it's ultimately about the heart of life, which is the essence of what I believe we're all here to understand. And within my heart of life, I've got 10 components where I look at my life through, and they are self-identity, health, career and business, my finances, my relationships with family and friends, romantic relationships, personal growth areas, my connection with spirituality, the areas I have for fun and play, and ultimately, finally, the contribution that I'm making to the world. And what I do is go around each of those components and I look at where in my life components in those areas am I feeling satisfied and where am I not feeling so satisfied so which are the areas that I need to give more attention to and the reason why I do it this way is because it allows me to get a a holistic view of where my life is going and how it's unfolding and I mentioned in a recent newsletter blog that I did was that I knew very clearly that one of the areas that I lacked attention was fun and play last year. I've definitely increased more of that this year, but I know I need more of that in the year ahead. When you leave your corporate career to start your own thing, as many early entrepreneurs or business uh, solopreneurs will will realise that you spend so much time working and constantly being on that actually it's easy to forget the fun and play. Now, when I look back to my corporate life, I certainly thought I worked hard then, um, but it carries a different level of responsibility when you don't have that steady steady state uh, salary package coming in every single month. And it certainly, I know for myself, changed the way I look at how I show up for myself and how I show up for my business as a, as a consequence. And I know um, when it comes to corporate ways of working, my attitude towards corporate life is so different now having had the experience outside of it that it's much more clearer as to how I would easily get a work-life balance within a corporate environment because actually taking myself out of that structure is significantly uh, more challenging in an entrepreneurial environment than it would ever be. So if any of you are listening and are in the corporate environment and want to know how to get more clarity around how to get that balance and not balance through equalizing different areas it's more about how you set the appropriate boundaries and deliver within them I would be happy to have a chat 
But back to the heart of life, what I'm essentially doing by looking at this heart of life is identifying then the three key areas that I'd like to give more focus to for the year ahead. And I choose three because the reality is if we don't prioritise and we don't give ourselves attention in a core area, then we can easily say, I want to work on all of it, but we don't get better overall when we're trying to scatter our attention across all of those 10 areas. So I choose three because it gives me key areas that I can measure my success with and at, but also it allows me to move the dial on other areas but more subtly without having to go okay I've got to measure that too so that's what I allow myself to to look at when it comes to heart of life then what I look at is each of those areas is to say okay well how would I like it to look at the end of 2020 so it's not sufficient enough just to say I'd like more play and fun in my life but how would I how would I know that that was successfully achieved at the end of the year if I don't know what that looks like. So what I look at is what what would that actually look like in a practical sense? And then what would I need to do to help achieve that outcome? And there are a number of things that support that. I'd have to think about who I'd need to become to be living that life in that way or having that area of focus working well for me. So I'd need to become, in the case of fun and play, more relaxed about um, taking time for myself and not feeling guilty for switching off and having that rest and recovery because deep down I know that rest and recovery allows me to perform better in the work that I do than if I was consistently moving, moving, moving and and not taking that time out. And it sounds obvious, but we have to remind ourselves of the person that we're becoming in order to stay conscious to creating that reality. Also, I look at the things that I need to let go of to have the outcome that I want. So, when it came to fun and play, it, it looks like very much letting go of the idea or the principle that working longer hours leads to success. And I say that because actually that's not true. You don't have to work longer hours to be successful because there are plenty of successful people in the world that don't work 24 hours a day. And I know many of us don't because we need our sleep and we need our rest and recharge time. But there are a lot of us that do significantly more hours than is necessary to be successful and we have to ask ourselves if I want to let go of the idea of that working hard equals success how can I create a new paradigm for myself where working efficiently and with ease and grace can actually allow me to achieve success and what would need to be true in order for that to happen so I spend a bit of time thinking about those areas so I've got some attention And then I look at, ultimately, what are my four key goals for the year? Now, last year when I did this, I set uh, four key goals of writing two books and publishing them. I wrote a goal of selling my house in the UK. And I wrote wrote a goal of basically thinking about the idea of becoming a, a parent, either doing that by going it alone through a donor process or becoming what I did a porent by getting my puppy Noah so I opted for the puppy rather than going it alone from a human baby perspective but if I look at look back at 2020 I achieved all four goals I wrote and published two books I sold my house in the UK 
literally just completed about a week ago and I got my puppy in March. So I already knew exactly how I was going to measure the end of the year. So whilst COVID has been a complete and utter disaster zone as far as um, the business had been concerned in the earlier part of the year, because I wasn't measuring the success of my year by my business income, I was focusing on a more holistic look at my life and what I was doing. Actually, what it allowed me to do is end the year with some real clarity about, yes, I've had a really successful year despite the circumstances. What I also do is choose a word for the year, which allows me to really anchor my energy into feeling the year thoroughly in the easiest of ways. And what I mean by that is, for example, my word for last year, for 2020, is reverence. And it's having a deep appreciation for life. And I would have to say that has definitely held true. In the moments where we were all in isolation, in lockdown, in the moments where you're looking at the world in chaos, and you're looking at the amount of fear and resignation people have about the year, and the desire for many of us wanting 2020 to be over, that wasn't really the thought that had crossed my mind. For me, because my word of the year was reverence, I had a deep appreciation for life and all of it that it brought me, even though uh, it wasn't an easy year, even though it was incredibly challenging, even though there was great opportunity for me to want to have this year to be done with because of the amount of work I've had to put in to succeed. But that wasn't what my year was being measured on. It was having a deep appreciation for a year and it was incredibly powerful and it really, really, really helped me stay ahead of myself. Also, I looked at how I would celebrate the wins that I had. Uh, I didn't do this as successfully, so that's something definitely to work on for the new year. And But also I looked at the fears that I needed to let go of. As each of us grow and develop ourselves, we have so many fears that we're working through and that we need to let go of. And as a consequence, if we don't make those unconscious fears conscious, we can't actually let go of them. So taking some time to consider what that fear was. My biggest fear this year was letting go of the idea of not being seen. When it comes to publishing books, writing and sharing vulnerably, but also then doing this podcast, I knew I had to get out of my own way and my fear of being seen because ultimately if I'm becoming an author or becoming a podcast host, I've got to have a voice, I've got to be present, I've got to allow others to see me and to hear my story and get to know me at a much deeper level than perhaps the surface presentation of myself that I'd had in previous years where you would see what the surface Glynn presented, which was all of the things that were safe, which was letting you into parts of my world, but not into my deepest areas of vulnerability. But I had to let go of the fear of being seen in order to be able to show up as my full authentic self in order to be able to show you who you could be capable of becoming too, because I needed to embody the message that I was sharing. And then finally, what I look at is I look at the goals that I want to actually achieve for the year ahead in detail. And I mentioned the four that I had this, this year just passed, and I'll be setting the same for the year ahead. And what I'll look at in that is ultimately what steps can I take that help me move forward towards them? I look at who can support me for those goals. I look at 
are there any resources that I need that can help me move forward on those goals? And ultimately, how will I keep up momentum? How will I create the quick wins? How will I keep the energy for those goals going over the course of the full year? And usually that happens because I am choosing goals that are meaningful to me. I'm not choosing goals that are just about ticking a societal box. I'm choosing goals that are not just about pleasing other people. I'm choosing goals that really matter to me because I've anchored myself back to the very, very first question is, how do I want to measure success of my life by the time I'm 90? And I'm looking at the person that I want to be, the person I want to be celebrating, the person that I want everyone to remember me as. And in doing so, I allow myself to keep up the momentum and energy for these goals because I'm working towards that end destination every single day of my life. So that was a a whistle-stop way of how to set yourself up for success in 2021. As I mentioned at the beginning, there is a downloadable workbook that you can get straight off my website. It's right on the front page of www.heartofhuman.com. Please download it. Give yourself some quality time over this Christmas break to indulge in resting, recharging, putting on some music, finding a comfortable seat and indulging in giving you time to dream about what your heart actually desires and the life that you want to create. So this is the podcast for the week to wish you happy Christmas and to have a wonderful festive period. I'll be on next week's episode, the last episode for the year 2020, where I'll detail a little bit more about my reflections of 2020 and how I will be closing out the year. Thank you so much for listening. Look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Unstoppable Woman podcast. The path to the future you want leads from your heart. If you got value from this podcast, please leave a review and share it with another woman who you know would benefit from it too. We need more women claiming their seats at the table. Until next time, live your truth and be unstoppable.